Hello, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. This episode finds you on the 13th of July. Monday is a brand new work week. Good morning. I trust the sun is shining wherever you're at. And I pray even as you have woken up this morning into a day full of light, that you will view your day, your week that's ahead of you full of hope and live through this week with a kind of divine optimism. I pray that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and all peace in believing. Let's begin the podcast. Well, if you're a part of our church, you would have uh, known that uh, we have just wrapped up our 10-week sermon series on the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, we spent the last 10 weeks diving into each aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. And I believe that this series is really crucial uh, for our church, but also, you know, I really believe for the wider church community because, you know, we are living in such a moment in time where we're seeing unprecedented uh, flesh and worldliness uh, emerge in societies all around us where the temptation to lean into the way of culture and the way of the world has been greater than I can personally remember. And so it's really important for us to realize and embrace our identity as a kind of minority culture in the world, right? And that is Christians, right? We are exiles, we are pilgrims, we are ones who are displaced, we are in the world, but we are not of it. Even though we live in nations and cities, our ultimate allegiance, our true uh, kind of belonging is to the king, our Jesus and his kingdom. And so all this to say, if you have not checked out that series, highly encourage you to check it out. It's on the same page on Spotify, on a podcast. Please check it out. Well, we finished 10 weeks of that, but actually last week marks our week 17 of our online gathering. And we've been meeting online for the last 17 weeks and it hasn't been the most ideal. Uh, many of you would admit to say as well, where uh, the temptation to disengage, to just check out, to uh, laze and not be engaged in service is uh, really, really present and strong. And while my team and I are working on trying to make the service experience a lot more engaging, we must be wary of not turning our services into uh, a kind of circus, right? Where we are seeking to entertain, to appeal to the masses, to tickle their fancy. You know, that's not what church is about, right? We are gathered to celebrate the life and the story of Jesus and the ongoing work of the Spirit in our community and in the world and that is why we gather right we gather as faithful christians there to worship our god there committed to our community there engaged in the work of the spirit we're not there to be entertained to be impressed even we are there because of our love for god and his people and while we know all this to be true let us all admit to say that the struggle is very real the struggle is real to maintain true the cause to be committed and I do wholeheartedly think that this is a opportune moment for formation, for us to be formed and shaped by the Spirit into people who exhibit a kind of maturity and spiritual depth. And so the Spirit in His working is helping us shed our consumeristic ways, you know, how we've been shaped by a prevailing culture to want, have, and need more, we are taught in this formative moment to be content and also to learn to be consistent, to be faithful. 
So the last fruit of the Spirit I talked about uh, this past Sunday was the fruit, or the aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, that is faithfulness. And I talked about faithfulness as loyalty, as fidelity, as trustworthiness. I think another aspect of faithfulness that is being formed in the church right now is a kind of consistency. Or another way another writer has put it is long obedience in the same direction. Now that phrase is attributed to Frederick Nietzsche but has been since uh, popularized and used in Christian discipleship settings by Eugene Peterson writer of the message translation of the Bible. And Eugene writes a book titled Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And the subtitle of the book is this, it's Discipleship in an Instant Society. Now, doesn't that really speak to our current cultural moment where many of us are conditioned to want things quick, fast, and now? But in contrast, discipleship, or even go further, say spiritual transformation, doesn't always happen in an instant. I would dare say in my own personal experience, 95% of the time, transformation does not happen in an instant. You would have the occasional 5% where the power of God comes in such magnitude and force and the person's literally transformed and changed in a moment. But more often than not, we see transformation take place through a long arduous process that requires faithfulness, consistency, going after the same thing again and again and again. And over time, breakthrough slowly but surely happens. Recently, I read a post online from a pastor that I admire, and he laments about how little he has found that preaching, his preaching is actually accomplished. And it was not making a slam or negating the necessity of preaching the word of God in Sunday services, but he observed the difference, a stark and vast difference between consuming podcasts and sermons once a week as opposed to developing a daily rhythm and routine of reading God's word for oneself. And I do think that is absolutely true. Let me be honest to say, I am not the most talented person. When I prepare a sermon and a message, it takes me at least 10 to 15 hours to craft a message to a point where I feel comfortable sharing it and preaching it. And this doesn't even include the hours of research I put into this all through the week. Now I spent hours upon hours studying, reading, and crafting, and putting a message together in hopes that life will be transformed and changed. Yet at the same time, even though I prepare and I preach as though much is staked on that one-hour message, I know for a fact that not many will experience lasting transformation just by listening to an hour-long preaching. My great hope as a preacher, as a teacher, as a pastor, is that through the preaching, the Spirit will impress upon hearts and minds and lives to diligently seek Him in one's own time because transformation just doesn't happen that way. It is long, it is arduous, it is long obedience in the same direction. It is not moving off course, it is staying true to course, not buckling down, picture hammering down on the same nail again and again and again for years upon years upon years. That is what faithfulness look like and we've been so conditioned by culture today, how instant it's become to first of all want transformation quick fast 
and easy. And if you don't get it that way, we very quickly move on to a different method or a different church or a different persuasion. And instead, we need to view life, to view transformation as a marathon as opposed to a sprint. One lie that we have to proactively combat living in our world today is the assumption that anything worthwhile can be acquired at once. We assume that if something can be done at all, it can be done quickly and efficiently. And so our attention spans have been conditioned by 30-second commercials, by short trailers. And we have lost appreciation as a generation for the long, hard, consistent, arduous road. I realize that it's not difficult in this world to get a person interested in the message of the gospel. It is not. But I found that it is terribly, immensely difficult to sustain the interest, to sustain commitment, to sustain faithfulness. And my prayer for us as a church community is that when things get stale, get repetitive, it feels same old, same old, it almost feels like we're just going through the motion, that we won't think of this as an opportunity to move on to the next thing or to try to reimagine it and make it better, make it more entertaining. And well, granted, there may be a place for that. I would love for us to view it fundamentally as an opportunity for formation, for formation of the deep fruit of faithfulness in us, of consistency, of not needing more stimuli in order to move ahead. I think about that line from Tish Warren, where she says the crucible of our formation is in the anonymous monotony of our daily routines. Just think about that. It is in those moments of secrecy, of monotonous daily routines that the Spirit does a deep work of transformation in us. And so let us celebrate these moments when things get stale, no longer appealing, unglamorous even, and recognize that even though outwardly it feels like nothing much is happening, deep inside us the Spirit is accomplishing a deep and great work. And now even as I say all this, I recognize that we as finite human beings honestly lack the resolve and the gumption to keep on moving ahead and maintaining faithfulness. We are often fickle and our resolve is immensely fragile. We need God and His Spirit to help us, to help us sustain a kind of faithfulness. And I'm encouraged in Scripture because in Scripture, there's not so much about how man has been able to maintain faithfulness to God, but it's a story about how God is faithful to men in spite of man's failing and disobedience all through human history, God is consistently, enduringly faithful to humanity. And he says this in his word about his faithfulness toward us. He says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is God that keeps us. He holds us. He preserves us so that we may be found blameless. And another text I'd like to read over you this morning, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. 
And so we read in that last text that God is the one who sanctifies us, that we are not sanctified by our own human effort, but it is He who is faithful, who accomplishes that deep work of transformation in us. And in many ways, our willingness to press on, to persevere in times of monotony and unexcitement is but our yes to His work. He is the one who accomplishes the work in us. We simply invite Him by our willingness to obey. So this morning, even as we close off this podcast, let's spend a few moments contemplating on the faithfulness of God toward us. Scripture tells us that when we are unfaithful, God remains faithful. When our tensions are split, when our affections are placed on other things, when we lose sight of God, when our eyes run elsewhere, God remains. He is faithful, He is present, and He is waiting. And we are in many ways unfaithful toward God, but God remains steadfast and enduring in His love toward us. He never leaves us, He never forsakes us, He is a tender lover. And so I believe the first step for us to step into this opportune moment of being formed in faithfulness in a time where it feels stale and repetitive and mundane is for us to first and foremost realize that God is faithful toward us. And it's because and only because of His faithfulness that we are able to stand faithful and blameless before Him in the last days. So as we close off the podcast this morning, I'd like for you to spend some time and contemplate on the faithfulness of God. I invite you in this moment to get into a posture or position that is comfortable for you. And to the best of ability, I'd like for you to draw to your mind a particular memory, occasion, or answered prayer that has occurred in your life that is a sign of God's faithfulness toward you. And this morning, even as you bring to mind that memory or that occasion or that answered prayer, in your own way, begin to affirm God's faithfulness, His nature, His character, His heart that is faithful. And maybe you're in a time where you're contending for breakthrough in a particular area in your life. Affirm God's faithfulness. And maybe you're wondering also whether in this monotony, whether God is doing something in you at all. You're not feeling anything. You're not feeling the goosebumps, the chills, the euphoria. Affirm God's faithfulness that even in this time that may feel still to some of you, God is doing a deep work in you. He is faithful. So let's spend a few moments this morning contemplating, celebrating and affirming God's faithfulness to us. Amazing. Let me close off this time in prayer. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness toward us. God, we thank you that you are faithful even when we are unfaithful. And God, we pray that you will keep us, that you will 
preserve us even in this time. We admit the fragility of our resolve. We admit that we are often fickle-minded and distracted. And God, we pray in this time where there is little to no stimuli and entertainment, where it feels stale and mundane and repetitive, God, we pray that you'll help us seize this current moment to grow and deepen our faith in you. God, we pray that you help us. We lean on your grace this morning. We ask for your spirit to lead and guide us all through the day. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I trust that you would have a good day ahead. May God's peace, his shalom, Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, grace and peace. Thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.